Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, all of you beautiful people. Jules here for WhatCulture.com. And you know what? Hollywood is an incredibly fickle place. These 10 beloved movies all saw beefy parts declined by famous and on-the-rise actors for reasons that you wouldn't ever expect. So let's take a look at them. As I'm Jules, this is WhatCulture.com, and these are the 10 strangest reasons actors turned down famous movie roles. Number 10. Lawrence Fishburne thought that it glorified heroin use. Pulp Fiction. Though Tarantino claimed at the time that Lawrence Fishburne declined the role of Jules, hello, hello, because he didn't see it as a starring role, the actor clarified in a recent interview that he actually had misgivings with how the film depicted heroin use. Namely, he felt that Tarantino's script effectively glamorized the drug, which made him uncomfortable. In his own words, I just had a problem with the way that heroin use was dealt with. I just felt it was a little cavalier, and it was a little loose. I feel like it made heroin use attractive. It was about the way in which the heroin thing was delivered, and the whole thing with the hypodermic and the adrenaline shot? No. He later added that the size of the role in question had nothing to do with him turning it down, and that he had no qualms about Jackson taking the part and making it his own. Sam f***ing sticks the movie in his pocket and walks away with it. Walks into a f***ing leading man career. Number 9. Liam Neeson's wife wouldn't marry him if he took the part. Goldeneye So before settling for Pierce Brosnan for Goldeneye, the part was offered to numerous actors who turned it down for a variety of reasons, including Mel Gibson, Hugh Grant, and Liam Neeson. Now while Gibson and Grant were obvious casting misfires from the jump, Neeson's refusal is a little more surprising. Despite being the perfect age and touting the requisite suaveness for the role, and by his own claim being heavily courted for it, Neeson said no for a pretty unexpected reason. His fiancée, Natasha Richardson, wouldn't marry him if he accepted it. He said, My wife-to-be said, If you play James Bond, we're not getting married. And I had to take that on board because I did want to marry her. It's certainly a most unexpected reason for an actor to walk away from one of the most lucrative gigs in the business, but if nothing else, it's a testament to how desperately he wanted to marry his late wife. Number 8. Jason Momoa didn't want to be the quiet, shirtless guy again. Guardians of the Galaxy Before they settled with Dave Bautista for the role of Drax the Destroy, the outrageously literal and very vengeful warrior, Jason Momoa was actually being offered the part outright. Hell, things got so far enough that original concept art of Momoa as Drax was even commissioned, and later made its way online. 
but apparently he'd grown tired of playing the brutish, shirtless man of few words after doing so in a litany of movies and TV shows such as Stargate Atlantis, Game of Thrones, and Conan the Barbarian, and so opted to take himself out of the running. He said it didn't really fit in my time because I've done so many things where I don't say much and I'm coloured up and I have my shirt off again. I've been there and done that, whether people have seen it or not. You want to stretch. Given that Momoa still hasn't really ventured far outside of that archetype, I mean, Aquaman's barely a stretch, it's tough to feel like his desire to branch out has really been reflected in his career choices. All the same, he has had nothing but kind words to say about Dave Bautista in the role, saying, I think it's perfectly cast. Dave is perfect for the role. Number 7. Charlize Theron was offended at being offered Wonder Woman's mother. Wonder Woman. So when addressing rumours that she'd been in the running for the part of Wonder Woman herself, Charlize Theron confirmed that she hadn't actually been offered Diana's part, but in fact, her mother's. This is a great example of how Hollywood slaps you in the face when you start aging. So somebody had said to me, oh, there's action on this thing, Wonder Woman. We just want to make you aware of it. And I was like, I'm not familiar with it. I mean, what does Wonder Woman do? And this person said, no, no, it's for Wonder Woman's mum. And unfortunately, this is definitely the case where Hollywood does treat women over the age of 35 with distressing disposability. And to be fair, seeing as she is a decade younger than the actor that went on to actually play her mother, it was pretty understandable why she was miffed, although she did become pretty philosophical on the point in later interviews. It was fine, she said. It was just the defining moment where I crossed over with age, and I wasn't fully aware of it. Number 6. Jet Li didn't want his martial arts moves digitally captured. The Matrix sequels. So Seraph, who serves as the bodyguard of the Oracle, was originally offered to the legendary Jet Li, but he turned it down. As easy as it is to imagine Li playing the hell out of this role, he turned it down for a pretty unexpected reason, in that he had major concerns about Hollywood owning his martial arts skills. He said, It was a commercial struggle for me. I realized the Americans wanted me to film for three months but be with the crew for nine, and for six months they wanted to record and copy all of my moves in to a digital library. By the end of the recording, the right to those moves would go to them. I was thinking, I've been training my entire life and we martial artists could only grow older, yet they could own my moves as an intellectual property forever. So I said, I couldn't do that. While back in 2003, this might have seemed pretty ridiculous on Lee's part, in an age where actors' likenesses are becoming increasingly appropriated in digital form, he was actually ahead of the curve. Number 5. Steve McQueen Couldn't Cry on Cue Close Encounters of the Third Kind Now, originally, Spielberg's first choice for the role of Roy Neary was none other than Steve McQueen, who unfortunately had to turn it down. He told Spielberg that, even though he enjoyed the script, he didn't feel like he was a good fit for the part because he wasn't able to cry on cue, and that would undermine the emotional undercurrent of both the character and the film. Spielberg allegedly wanted McQueen enough that he even agreed to amend the self-penned script, but McQueen insisted that he keep it as it is, leading to Richard Dreyfuss eventually winning out. And it's fair to say that even though McQueen would have definitely brought a different energy to the part, being unable to access that emotion in the role definitely would have affected things. Number 4. Ewan McGregor was urged by Christian Bale to turn it down. American Psycho. Now, when you think of American Psycho, you definitely think of Christian Bale as Patrick Bateman. He so fully encompassed the role that it was actually quite startling. But before Bale won the part outright, Studio Lionsgate made an offer to Ewan McGregor, who ended up passing on it. And the reason 
reason why is actually extremely uncommon in Hollywood. See, Bale caught word that McGregor had been formally offered the role and literally called him up and asked him not to take it. Bale had been circling the part for years before shooting started, and almost after losing the part to Leonardo DiCaprio, who turned it down to make The Beach instead, Bale was adamant that he wouldn't lose it to anyone else. According to the actor himself, I phoned a few people and let them know my commitments. I called them all and told them that it was my role. Don't touch, step away, or if you're not going to step away, understand what you're up against. Given that Bale and McGregor had worked together a little while earlier on Velvet Goldmine, the exchange probably wasn't quite as threatening as it sounded. But this is nevertheless a rare instance of an actor stepping away from a prime rib role for the sake of a colleague. And that is pretty classy. Number 3. Jack Nicholson would have had to miss LA Lakers games. The Mosquito Coast. Now, in case you're not aware, Jack Nicholson is a huge fan of the LA Lakers basketball team, and for literally decades has organized his film projects around the team's play schedule, even having it written into his contracts that he can have time off to go and watch them play. But because The Mosquito Coast was going to be filmed on location in Belize for several months during basketball season, Nicholson declined to star as Ali Fox. And considering that Nicholson has held ultra-expensive courtside season tickets for the Lakers since the 1970s, it's a little less ridiculous than you might initially think. Number 2. Tom Cruise couldn't understand how Edward went to the bathroom. Edward Scissorhands. Yes, that's right. Originally, at one point in time, Tom Cruise was going to be cast as Edward Scissorhands, but turned it down for an equally bizarre reason. Cruise met with Burton to discuss the part, and though the director came away from the meeting thinking that the actor was interested, Cruise's literal-minded approach to the character proved to be a poor fit. In a fascinating interview, screenwriter Caroline Thompson explained, Cruise wanted to know how Edward went to the bathroom. He was asking the kind of questions about the character that can't really be asked about this character. Part of the delicacy of the story was not answering questions like, how does he go to the bathroom? How did he live without eating all of those years? Tom Cruise was certainly unwilling to be in the movie without those questions being answered. And like that, Cruise disembarked from the project, leaving the field wide open for Depp, who was Burton's first choice anyway to step in. Cruise went on to make the box office hit Days of Thunder instead, so you know what? Everything worked out for the best. And number one, Gail Sondergaard didn't like the ugly witch makeup. The Wizard of Oz. Now, originally, Oscar winner Gail Sondergaard was not only offered the part of the Wicked Witch of the West, but actually initially accepted it before eventually dropping out and being replaced by Margaret Hamilton. Now, when she first signed on to play the witch, she did so under the impression that it was going to serve as a glitzy homage to the evil queen from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, with a conventionally attractive appearance to boot. She even went through some makeup tests as both the glamorous witch and a more stereotypically ugly one, after which the filmmakers decided that they wanted the Wicked Witch to be more physically revolting. With no desire to play this version of the character, she dropped out and was replaced by Hamilton a mere three days before shooting began. Despite the film's eventual success, she says she has no regrets about dropping the part, insisting, in those days, I was not about to make myself ugly. Fair play. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.